This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg, and this is the Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokotlelo. Welcome, Lions. Afternoon, Gary, and afternoon to our podcasters. So, of this very week, uh, there are new sections of the Maintenance Amendment Act that have become law lines. I think wow. you know about it. And uh, Pap Gelt. Those are child maintenance dodges are now said to be in serious KAK. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you get this music? <laughs> I saw you uh, jiving to that Like, one. yeah, we were jamming right there And all of a sudden you had to stop That was Jack Parrow oh. Anyway, joining me in studio today As specialist family law attorneys And specialists on maintenance as well Shando Turon and Ian Ellis Of the law firm Turon and Turon Of Craigle Park, Johannesburg Welcome again, guys Hey, Gary, how are you doing today? Thanks, Gary, and Excellent. welcome to the listeners Also, to our 15,000 580 something legal talk South African members who are, will have the pleasure of downloading the show mm-hmm. from the Legal Talk SA Facebook page. Uh, enjoy it. And uh, it's pinned at the top, so it's all there for you. Exactly. Uh, you've got the app on your phone, so have I. So it's a pleasure. I walk around listening and I listen in my car after I've downloaded it. Yeah, and I do have the, uh, the podcast. App. Cool. Okay, guys, let's talk about uh, the new Maintenance Amendment Act. Some of the sections have come in for the law purists. It's the following sections of the Maintenance Amendment Act. It's section 12, 11, and 13B. Uh, let's dissect each one. Shando, you want to take us through it? Um, I'll take you through some of it if it's actually worth it because, Gary, I think we had a little bit of discussion about this previously. Um, I work in the maintenance courts a lot, or I used to work in the maintenance courts a lot, um, and I actually try and avoid it because it's such a mess. Um, as I said to you previously, this Maintenance Act, it's, it's, it's a badly drafted act, and it's even more poorly implemented. I think what the amendments which they've done here are – I know what they're trying to do, and it's well-meaning. But um, unfortunately, we've had other, in other countries, they've had very, very similar problems that we're experiencing, mm-hmm. and they've dealt with it completely differently and quite successful. What we've got here is a terminally ill patient, and we're putting Band-Aids on them in a hope that suddenly they'll recover. So uh, a lot of people are singing the praises of these amendments. I think it's a crock of, well, you know what, and I, 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 I don't think it's worth anything. If I can, Gary, if I can start with you, for instance. If I can actually say something, I think Band-Aids might actually be giving it a bit more credit than it's actually worth. This is more like corner, corner store superglue, if I yeah, can say you're that. You're actually being rude to Band-Aids now. <laughs> um, if I can, for instance, a lot of hype's been made up that a person can now go to jail for three years, Section 311, if they now default in maintenance. Well, Gary, in the previous act and Lyons, in the previous act, you could also go to jail for maintenance. It was between six year, six months and a year. Why am I unsure of that figure? Because in 15 years, 
I've never seen it done, even though I've asked for it so many times. The court then takes a view of, and I'm sorry if I get a bit excited here, and if, if, if I have some expletive slip in, I'm thinking them, I'm not saying them, but the court is of the opinion that, um, oh, we can't send the person to jail because they're not paying maintenance. I then stand up and I say to the court, the person has not paid maintenance for three years. Mm. You're not changing anything. Mm. Send the person to jail, even if it's periodical imprisonment like they have in other countries, from a Friday afternoon to a Monday morning, and I promise you they go to jail once for one weekend and miraculously mm. the money will appear. Yes. They will never miss a payment And they'll again. never do it again. So yeah. this amount of three years, why not make it 103 years? Ugh, 203 years. Yeah. If a person doesn't go to jail for a single day, what does it matter what it says there? It matters why none. Why won't the court send them? Is it, against, is it unconstitutional? I've just, I've just, I've just said yeah. to you, they say, well, the person, if they go to jail, they're certainly not going to pay maintenance. Well, guess what? They're not paying maintenance. You're not changing anything. I've had matters in court, Gary. I've had matters in court, lines as well, where the person stands there and says, I will not pay. Because I'm not, my wife doesn't let me see oh, the no, kids no, no. or whatever. It I is. know. Yeah. Let me explain this to you. Here it yeah. says, oh, the person go to jail for three years. In the very next section, unless he raises a defense that the failure to pay is, is due to lack of means. Hmm. So I say, I will not pay. I'm driving my Ferrari. I've just come back from Mauritius. I will not pay. They make a criminal case against me, and Ian is very, very, very good at this, and the criminal matters, and that person stands up and says, Sorry, I don't have the means to fulfill this maintenance order. The matter then gets converted to a normal maintenance inquiry, and we're looking at another eight months to a year down the line when nothing happens. And the problem is that already, if you, it's one, even if you're dealing with it, that person is a default on two months. By the end of the day, and by the time everything's actually resolved, that person could be a defaulter. For, uh, for the period in excess of a year. Yeah. Now, if they do already plead that they don't have the means, if they didn't have the means a year ago to pay the one or two months, now is going to become an even, now it just snowballs because now yeah. you've got the person saying, well, now I don't have, if I didn't have the means then, I still don't have the means now, now it's, now it's times by 12. So mm. where do you want me to pull the money out of? Mm. So ultimately at the end of the day, nothing gets done expeditious, uh, expeditiously. And as long as you start raising the defenses of, 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 of impoverishment and a change in circumstances on financial means, you know what? There's not a whole lot that can be done. Well, are there one oh. or two good points here? What about uh, the credit bureau listing? Isn't that something? There's always I see, you, yeah, I see you shake your head. Well, yeah, Gary, um, the, what came in recently uh, on January 5th was the regulations. Mm. That's sort of the back end to the act. Mm. This act was promulgated in 9 September 2015. Yeah, I've yet to see somebody be blacklisted. I've, it's there. Mm. I've yet to see it being done. Now the person's already financially well so off. Guess, They've I, got I, all their accounts. Yeah. How's that going to change their life? But I think the credit bureaus are now accepting it. I think from now on they will be obliged to accept it. So lovely. It be, yeah. So lovely. So your name, if you don't pay your maintenance, will be on a credit bureau listing together with your inability or your refusal to pay MTN I've got and my money. and everyone else. I've got my money. I've yes. got my business. How does that affect me? Or, or even more so, there's a counter argument. What's In terms right? of garnishing orders, uh, can one uh, try to do you a garnish your order? You can absolutely do a garnish your order. There's a problem with garnish your orders. Mm. The garnish your order, people remember, is not against you as a person. It's against it's your employer. employer. Mm. A lot of times, a lot of now there's two problems there. One, when someone's self-employed, mm. try to get a garnish your order without a salary slip. Ain't happening. Yes. Number two, if somebody works in the motor industry with a working commission or as a waiter, 
which is a lot of people, by the way. Yeah. Try to get a garnish order. Mm-hmm. The employer gets this, and then they fire the person. What about somebody who works within government? Wouldn't that be a good idea? If he's, you know, kind of they, they're more stable when they're working. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's good to get it done. Bear in mind as well, they can also oppose the garnish order and have it rescinded. Mm-hmm. They can say, listen, yeah, yes, okay, you are asking for maintenance. Great. You are my first wife. I'm now three wives on. I have other children. Your maintenance order is now prejudicing my following on children and my following on wives, and therefore I am going to get it reduced or thrown out. Shandra, one of the things that's come in now, the latest, is that you can, eas- you can more easily trace a uh, 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 non-payer. How, what is that about? Yeah, yeah, the Act now states that you can go to electronic service providers, and we're talking about your Vodacons and your cell Cs and your cell phone contracts, and you can now via that mm. um, actually trace a person or serve an order on them, and they can give you details about that person. I haven't seen this work in practical uh, application, but I'm assuming that they will then go on your FICA information because you're supposed to be FICA'd. And and FICA and RICA and find you there. Mm. That's how I I assume it will work. Do you have to get a court order for this? Absolutely. Now, once again, it's cost. You can't just go to Vodacom and say, please. No. uh, No. So now, once again, it's the issue of cost because I now have to go to court. I've got to do a separate application. This application may or may not be opposed. It has to be served on the person. What, 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 what? And then we have to go through the whole process. And now the person's are sorry, yeah, and the person's already coming to you because they don't have money. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now you've got to do these separate mm. applications, running here, running there. That's a lot of legwork. That's a lot of time. Well, people can do it on their own, but uh, they have to draw up a, a proper application to court. Substantive. And they've got to say, I can't find the man. Substantive. Yeah. You yeah. have to prove that your other options have been exhausted. Mm. Mm. But also, it's a bit of a nullity anyway, because when you have to go and apply for maintenance or tra- or, or or lay criminal charges for failure to pay maintenance, there's a maintenance investigator that's empowered as a state oh, employee, please. and they don't do the job anyway. And they've got these rights, and they've got these abilities, okay, and they've so got these guys, databases, just, so it be, doesn't make a difference. Let's anyhow. be a bit fair here. You've got the poor lass who hasn't received maintenance for the kids for the last six months. She can't find him, the, the father. This is helpful. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely, but it takes money to implement it. I think here we in theory. Yeah, in theory. I think here is where your university law clinics can really, really come into their own. Yeah. But number one, Gary, as I said to you earlier, our maintenance act, we're going completely the wrong way. In other countries, if I can just in, in, in other countries, this has become a function of the state. Your maintenance is worked out in front of maintenance calculator where both parties sit. They work it out. It gets rubber stamped and it gets added onto your tax bill. It gets administered by SARS. SARS pays it to the wife, and oh, that clears completely clears the court roll. Mm. If you then want a reduction, you can then go to court and say, listen, I just quickly want a reduction because I've lost my job or I've lost this. Or you can go in front of your maintenance arbitrator. Like we're sitting right now, no lawyers involved. Mm. No lawyers allowed. You sit there, you say, here are the expenses, here are the expenses. Here's my salary slip, here's your salary slip. They sit, they work it out right there. It gets rubber stamped. It goes part of your tax bill. There are no maintenance courts or really maintenance courts. There's not queues and queues and queues and queues and queues of people. It's part of your tax bill, and SARS pays it to the maintenance beneficiary. That's where we should go. Yeah. Is this new amendment applicable to children's maintenance only or ex-spouse maintenance? Children's maintenance only. This is statutory maintenance, not rehabilitative maintenance. So not for the wife or the… No, this is child maintenance. Okay. Um, Someone has asked this question… Rieta de Branche, she says, if the dad is not working and doesn't care to get a job and he's under debt review, this is not going to help me at all. You can then go after the grandparents if the dad says he's indigent. 
Explain that. That's a good one. Yeah, the um, act says, and there's been a, a, I don't even know, yeah, the act does say it, and it's also there's been a, a, a case where the dad sits back and says, I don't have any money. Well, then the court says, well, listen, let's look to other people who have parental rights and responsibilities towards the children, and there is parental rights and responsibilities vis-a-vis grandparents. Does mm-hmm. every grandparent owe a duty to support a grandchild? If the, if fa- the, parent, if the parent says, I can't do it, and they're sitting around doing nothing. How difficult is it? What do you just subpoena them to a maintenance inquiry? How do you, you do, do a normal maintenance inquiry and under respondent you put their name? Really? Does it work in practice? Yes. Because we're loving this. This is great advice. Yeah, because yeah. they what the what the dad will then usually He's go, get is go, his go to his son and give him a, a give a him a couple of PKs and that usually sorts out the situation. So it works. Wow. Do you need an attorney for that, or can can they go to the maintenance office and will they do it? Okay, let's explain something about the maintenance court, and I'm going to say a couple of things here which might be career-limiting, but I'm going to say it in any event. In the maintenance court, it's one of the few places we can actually see justice being done. But keep in mind, in the maintenance court, the, the, the client that the maintenance court serves, more often than not, is impoverished, impoverished mm. illiterate, possibly illiterate, mm. unsophisticated. Okay, yes. these are the people that get served by the maintenance court to the to the large extent. Mm. The staff and uh, to an extent the presiding officers who work in this court see working there as a punishment because they're not doing the big cases. They they spent they've got a masters in law, etc., 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 and now they're working with Ms. so who can't read and write, mm. and it gets extremely frustrating. And they have a line. After the deal with this person, there's a line of 400 other people, and that line is there again tomorrow, and there again tomorrow, and there again tomorrow. Do the lawyers push in first? In certain courts, they see people with the attorneys first because they know it costs you money Mm. to bring your attorney to court. But then you go to other courts. They don't care. They do not give two hoots. I sat sat in in, in one court the other day just to hand in papers from... Uh, 8.30 in the morning I came back I had to sit there During lunch Till 3 o'clock in the afternoon Now I have to charge My client for that Because I have salaries to pay Mm. I saw them I was first I put my name down first I was first on the list That's why I went early They do not give they, They could not be bothered Wow Problem is also The maintenance courts Is They're overworked The People don't really understand Because obviously Legal costs cost money and people go in there and say, I haven't been paid maintenance. And to go and actually deal with a maintenance inquiry and what do you need for rent or what do you need for food? And people go into the court and actually don't know really what, how it works. And they just say, I want maintenance. They don't know whether it's 500 rand or whether it's 5,000 rand is it or because every case is different. And I think that needs to be also yeah. looked at. Guys, if, just the one question. is If you load it on the credit bureau for not having paid maintenance, is it a complete bar to getting credit or is it only added to your other – I suppose I it take added, this one. Added to your yeah. credit profile possibly. Yeah. But here comes a different argue, uh, argument. And this is what I would go – and this bearing in mind what I, what I would raise as an argument. If you load a person onto the credit bureau, if they wanted to raise money to be able to pay their maintenance, now you've barred them from doing that. But it's the same thing with anything where it's national credit regulated ir- regulated debt. Mm. So you know what? There, if there's a way, there's a means, and there's banks that will lend, lend you the money irrespective of it, and people mm. will extend credit. They might not extend you as much credit, but you'll get a cell phone account so, here So if I want to open up an account with Edgar's and I'm loaded for not having paid maintenance, do you think – I mean, we don't know yet, but do, we, do you think Edgar's would say, sorry – there's a blanket ban on this one? Not, no, it's yeah. not a blanket ban. That's the yeah. thing. It's, a, it's just a listing. 
It's a listing so, like, yeah, like any other listing. Instead of getting listing. five thousand rand credit, you now get four thousand rand credit. Yeah. What do you think, Lions? It's going to make not, not a hell of a lot of difference. No, it doesn't. Honestly uh, speaking, we don't know. That's why it's all, there's a term called reckless lending, where creditors actually oversee some of these oh. re, uh, uh, red flags. There's nothing in the amendment that says you may not get any credit at all. And that would be in the Credit Act, not in this Act. Yeah, it's yeah. subject to It would be a means test. It would be, mm. and they'd have to do a means test. And they would factor in the means test. Wow. So these amendments are not the most uh, exciting in the world, are they? You know what? I understand Everyone's that making a big yaunt of this, but it's not really. Yeah. The whole system needs to be overhauled. We can do this so much cheaper, yeah. so much better. Sorry, uh, we were lawyers consulted when this uh, amendment was actually done. I mean, well, lawyers who specialize within that specific area of law. We, um, there are certain organizations, um, and which I certainly belong to one of them, where we made certain recommendations based on this. Mm. Doesn't look like they even read it. What is the what is the your approach to this? How My this approach be? is this: that we should take a similar approach to which is in Australia, in that this is a function of SARS. Your maintenance bill gets worked out in front of a maintenance arbitrator. It becomes part of your tax bill. It's you say it's part of your government tax, and that SARS, the government tax agency, pays it to the maintenance beneficiary. So okay. there's no skipped payment. So does your employer deduct it? Is that what you're saying? As, as, like, your, a, as like a tax? It's part of tax. your tax bill. Isn't yeah. that the answer? I mean, yeah, I mean you would hello. Think, and you would think. Yeah. And we are ranked number but one in terms of tax collection. Yeah. So you our system would, is so You would think. Yeah. SARS is supposed to be very efficient, and I think they are one of the most efficient government organizations. Surely mm. this so would be the you, way to do it. That's the way it's going in other countries. But Why do, not here? How does the employer, is it is it a garnishee? How does the employer in Australia no. get, get advised? There's a um, um, now there, I'm, I'm falling a little bit out of the boat because I've just looked at it in broad strokes, but it seems to be sort, some sort of an employee tax. Um, it, it gets added on, and um, it's it and it gets paid by SARS. You SARS collects it, and then just redistributes it. What happens if you want to have it reduced? You kind of you what you then go you then go to the maintenance arbitrator, yes. and you say to the other person, say, listen, I've fallen on hard times. I've lost my job. He makes a decision right then and there. If one of the parties is in agreement with that decision, then they can take that directive to court and say, I'm not happy with it. If you look at the Legal Talk South Africa Facebook page, there are tons of people, hundreds, if not thousands, of people that are not getting their maintenance paid. What is the answer in terms of our law? Gary yep. Lyons, the maintenance system is completely failed us. The maintenance system does not work. The maintenance courts do not work. The maintenance act does not work. What is the answer? Ian and I can sit, and if we can write uninterrupted for two weeks, we'll have a new act and a new system. We know what to do. As a matter of fact, the maintenance courts are so bad at the moment that we as a firm try and avoid being in the maintenance courts because you suffer reputational damage. So what do you do? What's the answer? Give us uh, <laughs> under the, the, the law as it is. The law as it is. Look, fight the, it's, it's the person who goes back one more time who wins. But that one more time could be eight months. And then you get an order, and then the person says, oh, I'm not going to pay. You make a criminal case against them and say, oh, I haven't got the means. Guess what? It gets converted into another inquiry. That's another eight months. So you can't get him into jail. His blacklisting means bogger all, really. It doesn't change his life. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. You've got to apply to court to get him traced. So all in all, this is not the the biggest win. Sometimes it does work. It does work. But I'm saying take a a hundred maintenance people who went to maintenance court. Maybe if you're lucky, Ted. If, if five people raise their hands and say, oh, my Lord, it works so nicely, I would be surprised and I would be amazed. Because, you see, 
if I can also just say, and from the from the corollary aspect, and I've also worked with, with maintenance from the different uh, from a from the side of a potential defaulter. Mm. Your second problem comes that if a person's going to be falling into arrears, the minute they go to court and they try and apply for a reduction, it takes them another eight to ten months to get that reduction. By which time, if you've just lost your job and you and you go to a maintenance court and say, "I've just I've lost my job, I won't be able to pay maintenance, or I can only pay." I'm paying 10,000 rand. I can only pay a thousand rand. They say fine when it's actually decided on. Now that takes a year to be decided on. Mm. You've now racked up 120,000 rand in arrears and you've paid 12,000 rand. Technically, it, what, it doesn't help. Why is it taking so long? I mean, we, that's the million dollar question. The million dollar question is that we are in tough economic times. Mm. And one of the things that get cut first is people start cutting on maintenance. People cut on medical aid. They, they quit the medical aid. Well, first, they quit the insurance policies, the life insurance. It's the first thing that goes. Second thing that goes is medical aid. Third thing that goes is they start dodging with the maintenance because they know it's going to take a long time. Look, a lot of people out there, uh, we make it sound like there's a lot of fathers out there who willfully default. There are also people who are in extreme hard times. Mm-hmm. You have a family. You get divorced. You have these children. In time, you have a new family and new children, and you live with that wife. Yeah. Are you now going to start not paying for this children and run into trouble with your current wife, mm. or are you going to start skimping on the payments to your ex-wife, which you don't like in any event? Yes. Do you understand how it works? Sure. So psychologically, I mean, I'm now living with you, and we have children. Am I now going to stop paying for you? You know, you're going no. to say if there's going to be a stop payment, it's going to be that one down the mm-hmm. line. It's all it's all unfair. And sure. Uh, yeah. This is heavy. There's, there's another amendment, a very simple one. Uh, you can apply. At the court where you work and not necessarily where you live, is that? Have I got yeah, look, it's a, the, the, they've scoped the jurisdiction net. Um, where previously I could make a maintenance case for, for somebody against somebody in Cape Town, um, because that's where the child is, mm. and now that person would have to fly up and down to Cape Town. Mm. There are now you can now run almost correlatory processes where, um, and I'm not sure how this is going to work. We'll have to see once again. Um, um, there are now you can now if you, I want I want to claim for reduction I don't now don't have to go to Cape Town where the child is I can say I work and live in Johannesburg I'd like to institute a claim for reduction here can you do it here now absolutely mm-hmm. and and the poor mother who's living in Cape Town with the child's got to come up to Joburg Correct. who pays for that the mother and if she doesn't she's in contempt of court because she can't show up. <laughs> so let's see how that's going to work are we you know do you understand no, that's, that's so no, they haven't yeah. thought this through it is. I don't know. Maintenance? Look. You are so frustrated, you two attorneys. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing, and I understand where the courts are coming from because they have to work with this act. They have to get somebody who's, you know, if you look at a a convoy of of ships in wartime, Mm. they had to go to the speed of the slowest ship. In a maintenance court, the slowest ship is unsophisticated, illiterate, uneducated. They have to get that person trial ready. Mm. So there's so many hoops you have to jump through, which you don't have in a normal trial. First, they have a Regulation 3 where they try and settle the matter. It almost never settles. Then you have to have a Section 6 where you have to exchange documents. We don't do trial by ambush in this country. So all the documents I'm going to use, I have to give to the other side and they have to do to me. You have to do it in numerous amounts of t- numerous Section 6s because you never get all the documents the first time around because people hide stuff. Because mm. now you go through the documents and you see, but there's money going into that account or coming from that account. You say, well, I want that account too. Yeah. So now you have to come back for another Section 6 mm. and another Section 6. And then finally, you have to come for a Section 10, which is a trial. Mm. And on that day, you'll be one of four Section 10s. And the Section 10 who's been waiting the longest will go first. Mm. And then you never get hurt because there's no, there's no official. Yeah. And now the magistrate doesn't show up. Or... There's no maintenance court, or the recording system doesn't work, or there's no electricity. Wow. This is what we have to deal with on a daily basis. So that's why 
most attorneys have, a lot of attorneys have stopped working in the maintenance court. And you get Jack a maximum Perry of says, two hours in the maintenance court where you feel lucky. And you have to charge that person for all the time you spend there. And it's days and days and days of standing in queues wow. and nothing happening. Mm. It's actually quite sad when you hear the end of this. No, yeah. yeah. But it's so easy to overall the system. Our problems are not unique. Well, I think the more we talk about it, the better we'll get at this. Yeah. And uh, that's why these shows are so good. Our problems are not unique. I've, I've been hearing a few shows, and everyone's uh, applauding this new amendment. Or these well, new let them take this and go to the maintenance court, and let's see how much applause they'll have at the end of it. <laughs> Eight months down the line, we'll see who's applauding. Yeah. We've been talking to Ian Alice and Shanda Turon of Turon and Turon, their attorneys from Craigle Park. Excellent. Well done. Your wife is also one of the partners, isn't she? Absolutely. She's the main partner. We, yeah. uh, we call her the chief whip. I mean that the nicest way, of course. I have to <laughs> we love you, Mel. Uh, love uh, you, Mel. <laughs> I would say it in the end, just to qualify the statement. <laughs> have, you enough, have you got enough petrol to get us to Mexico? <laughs> I ha- I'd hate to see what would happen if you and your wife had a fall-up. I hope it never happens. I'm too afraid. <laughs> yeah. I tell the line. <laughs> Okay, well done, guys. Thanks for this. It's been so interesting, and we're going to get you back. Absolutely. We're going to talk more and more about this. In fact, maintenance, you hear, you've heard, divorce and maintenance family law is something people want to know about all the time. Ian and I are passionate about this. We are parents ourselves. Mm. And, 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 uh, you know, it's, 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 we fight, we struggle, we lie awake at night, we get sick, we, uh, because we have to service our clients and help them as much as we can. Yeah. But when it comes to this, the, the new Children's Act is fantastic, by the way. This act is not worth the paper it's written on. The maintenance act. Yes. Yeah. Ian Ellis, thank you, Ian. Pleasure. Anytime, Gary. Good. We'll see you soon. And to our podcasters and listeners, thanks for joining with us. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.